the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. His take on what? We normally visit with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management at this time of the show. Josh is out of town today. I tell you all the time on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show that uh, Josh services clients outside the area on Zoom. Sometimes he does it in person. He's uh, traveling today and therefore is unavailable. But he'll be back with us Friday, 7 p.m. for the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show. And that will replay as it always does at noon on Saturday. Uh, If you missed the last half hour of the program, I would encourage you to go back and listen to it on the podcast. Jeff makes those available shortly after the show concludes at 1 p.m. Because I played liberally from a podcast I listened to over the weekend, the Jocko Willink podcast, with a former Navy SEAL uh, who uh, grew up in Poland, was in a Russian prison as a Polish political prisoner. And I played some sound where he talked about uh, how much he was denied freedom in Poland and what freedom meant to him, how he attained it, achieved it, and how precious a commodity that it is. I know we are in a very polarized time. I know that we have a lot of people criticizing uh, our country. There are a lot of, I think, Marxist, socialist, communist principles in critical race theory, in the whole glorification of violence against police, the demonization of the family, the double standard of our Justice Department, the weaponization of our Justice Department. It's easy to get immersed in your own problems and not see that we still have a country that is vastly superior to any other country, but that it is not guaranteed to us that we will always have the freedoms that we have had because of the sacrifice of people who fought for and won those freedoms for us. So I thought it would be encouraging to hear it through the words of someone else who is keenly aware of how blessed anyone is to be an American. Now, uh, this gentleman, Drago, I will put his website on the uh, Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page so you can... Buy his book if you are so inclined. The book is called The Pledge to America, One Man's Journey from Political Prisoner to U.S. Navy SEAL. Uh, He has gone through more adversity in his life, I believe, than uh, two other people who you also have heard of and probably have listened to uh, talk about their own personal journeys in America and how that has folded into their lives. One of them is running for president, Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek is a Columbus native. Uh, He was on a Twitter space with Elon Musk over the weekend, and Vivek Ramaswamy was talking about how it is his fear that the American dream that he benefited from uh, will not be available to his sons. 
Uh, that is why he says he is running for president. And I can't think of a better reason to run for president than that. That American dream will not exist for my two sons and their generation unless we do something about it. He's absolutely right. It just doesn't unfold naturally. There are too many forces at work fighting against it. And Elon Musk, a guy who has benefited from the best of America, the entrepreneurship, the enterprising spirit of America, a place where you can take a great risk, reap a great reward. The state's not going to come in and take your company away from you. Oh, wait a minute. Is that true? Uh, Maybe it was okay when Elon Musk was building an electric car company, but uh, once he bought Twitter and once he made it a haven for free speech, uh, that's not landed well with the people who are in power. Here's Elon Musk reflecting upon an unfortunately uh, increasing attitude in our country. We should be proud to be American, and I, I certainly am. It feels like there's like a weird like anti-American, self-destructive element, especially in like the uh, you know elite circles within the U.S. They're like teaching it's bad to be an American. I'm like, this is insane. It is insane. It's totally insane. And the people who are not of the same mind as Vivek Ramaswamy, as Drago, the former political prisoner in Poland, uh, as Elon Musk, as you, as me. The only reason why they don't really understand the unique and special nature of being an American is because they have a much different attitude now than was the prevailing attitude in our country decades ago. The prevailing attitude in our country decades ago was an attitude of service and appreciation. You think about it, America's greatest generation, the people who fought World War II and vanquished Nazi Germany and the Axis powers, they had gone through the Great Depression. They had known what need was. They had experienced it on a very personal level. And so everything they were able to achieve in the aftermath of that and what they witnessed watching the Holocaust and seeing how uh, the Jewish nation was in peril, in danger of being eradicated from the earth by Nazi hatred, they had a very keen understanding of the bad things political power could do and the freedom that people could benefit from if they were allowed to use their own ideas and hard work to succeed. And that made them appreciative of liberty. And it also made them sacrificial. They understood the necessity of pulling together to reach a common cause. We became, in the aftermath of that, such a successful country that we just sort of began to presume that this was something that automatically happened and that everyone was entitled to that without having any skin in the game because the prevailing attitude now is not an attitude of appreciation and serving others. The prevailing attitude now is an attitude of comparison and envy. 
And that's how you move into a gen- move from a generation, the greatest generation, into succeeding generations, whether it's the baby boomers, Gen Z, Gen X, whatever, where we now gravitate to and spend hours in our day on social media, and social media is nothing but what? It's a big gathering place for people to compare their lives to other people's lives. And when people put only the best aspect of their lives on social media and you are comparing your life to that, you are always going to suffer in that comparison. It's a false comparison. It's a fake comparison. It's a lie. But it's nevertheless a comparison that convinces people that things are not going well. And then you see on the federal level, on the national level, in the in the news headlines, you see someone like Hunter Biden who is getting away with things that you yourself well know you cannot or would not ever get away with. And it makes you mad or it makes you resentful, neither of which is good for the collective attitude of a populace that has to believe that America is a place where everyone is treated fairly under the law, where anything is possible for anyone, and that it comes down to your own hard work, your own ingenuity, your own achievement. Predict where you rise to in this society. It's very hard to buy into that idea when you see a kid who had the extreme privilege of growing up in a politically powerful family do things that would put you or me behind bars for years and years and years. And his father, his father's Justice Department, the entire political apparatus around the Biden family won't even admit the most obvious things that, yeah, we put our foot on the scale. In fact, we put both feet on the scale. In fact, we got on the scale and stomped up and down on the scale. And we won't admit that anything Hunter Biden did is wrong. We won't admit that anything Hunter Biden did that clearly involved his father involved his father even at all. And besides, if it did, there's no direct tie. And even if there is a direct tie, well, why do you care? Because Trump, all this stuff feeds an escalating angry attitude in our nation. And that is not a good collective attitude for our country to have as we approach a presidential election when you would like to emerge from a presidential election. If not united, then at least willing to give the winner of the election a chance to unite the nation. That has not been the case for at least the last two presidential elections, and I don't see it changing for the presidential election to come. And meanwhile, our enemies are growing stronger by the day. And how many more days are we certain we can be able to fight that off? So no revelations yet. Boy, they've uh, sealed up Washington tighter than tight. We haven't had a leak in uh, Devin Archer's testimony before the House Oversight Committee in almost two whole hours that he's been there. Uh, I would be surprised if we went the whole rest of the day today without something from Devin Archer's testimony about Hunter Biden, about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, and about the scandal that at least looms as a possibility to take down the Biden presidency. I've said, at the very least, 
all these headlines, all these revelations, all the continual inquiry by House oversight and perhaps via an impeachment inquiry by the House of Representatives, Joe Biden is not going to be the Democratic nominee for 2024. I can't imagine that they will allow Kamala Harris to be the nominee, but it's not going to be Joe Biden. There's just no way. Too many questions about his age. Too many things are coming up that are inconvenient. They worked really, really hard to tap to tamp this down, to keep the lid on. But too much of their nefarious activity to protect Hunter Biden, which, make no mistake, the only reason they're trying to protect Hunter Biden so much is because Hunter Biden exposes Joe Biden's corruption. That's the only reason they're fighting so hard to keep Hunter Biden out of jail, to keep Hunter Biden from being charged with a crime. He's not charged with a crime. He went to court to plead without being charged with anything. He's still not charged with anything. They're meeting for the next 30 days to try to come to an agreement. Over what? There are no charges. What are you agreeing on? He's been absolved of the worst of his crimes, which happened in 2014 and 15, because the Justice Department let the statute of limitations on the crimes lapse. And we know for sure that one lie Joe Biden told in a presidential debate with Donald Trump, where he said, I've never received a penny, my son's never received a penny from China. Hunter Biden blew that apart himself. Last week in the abbreviated court proceedings where his plea deal went up in smoke when Hunter Biden said, yeah, I started a business in China and I made $665,000 off the business. Whoops. All of this stuff ratchets up your anger, understandably so, Mine as well, because we'd like to think that our country is bigger and better than having partisans run it the way that a communist regime was run. I've played audio today for you from a U.S. Navy SEAL who emigrated here from Poland after getting out of a political prison in Poland because he pushed back against the Soviet Union, the way we're being run, the way this Biden investigation has been extended, stonewalled, and accomplished in conflict with the way all criminal cases are usually done, shows you that Joe Biden and his Justice Department, led by Merrick Garland, are operating a lot more like dictators and fascists and communists who have friends and enemies than it is run by an administration with separation of powers, equal protection under the law. Here's Andy McCarthy, National Review, talking about Merrick Garland. And the mere fact that we have never had a special counsel to investigate Hunter Biden, which I wouldn't have any confidence in that either because Garland would pick it. By the way, did you know we have a special counsel investigating Joe Biden for the way he stewarded classified documents. Did you know we have one? Do you know his name? Does the name Robert Herr strike a bell with you? Say, well, no, not really. I know Jack Smith's name. Sure you do, because he's the special counsel investigating Trump. But there is a special counsel investigating Joe Biden, Robert Herr. Must be the greatest job in the world. He's twiddling his thumbs every day. Do you hear anything he's doing? No, of course you don't, because he's supported by Merrick Garland. Here's Andy McCarthy with harsh words for the head of the Department of Justice. I think everything that Merrick Garland has done in connection with Biden, particularly including not appointing a special counsel, was so that the Biden Justice Department, which he runs, could keep control of this because an independent, scrupulous prosecutor would never agree to a deal like this. 
one of the things I was asked yesterday is, well, now that this is blown up, uh, does that mean he goes to trial? And my answer was, goes to trial on what? Because you may have noticed there's no indictment in this case. The only thing that in the way of charges that has ever come out of this case is now a, a criminal information, which means it's written by a, a, a prosecutor. It's written by the U.S. attorney, not by – it's not a grand jury indictment. And it's a bare-bones description of these two misdemeanor tax charges. There is no indictment. So you know, remember the Mueller investigation of Trump, right, where – we saw indictment after indictment after indictment. And what they typically did was, you know, 20 pages, 30 pages where they went on in a very narrative way talking about collusion, collusion, collusion. And you'd flip to the end and it'd just be a bunch of false statements charges. They have never done that in the Hunter Biden investigation for the same reason that the Justice Department didn't describe, as you normally would in a plea agreement, what crimes he was being given immunity for. Because if you had a description like that publicly, you would not be able to justify giving him a plea deal to two misdemeanor counts. So they can't afford to have anything out there that describes what this guy has done. And the only reason they've been able to pull that off is because Merrick Garland kept this investigation in the Biden Justice Department. The fact that they carried this as a tax investigation – even though there may be more serious crimes in it, even though you may have money laundering and, and uh, FARA violations and all this other stuff, maybe even bribery conspiracy, but they've always carried as, as a tax violation. Why? Because under Justice Department rules, unlike almost any other kind of crime, you're not allowed to indict a tax crime without approval from tax division at main justice. Tax division is run by political appointees of the Biden administration. So even though all this time Garland's been saying that Weiss is in charge and he's a Trump appointee and he's got independence, as far as the Justice Department was concerned, they were running this as a tax investigation, which means he couldn't have, char he couldn't have charged anything without permission from DOJ. So this is like a long-winded way of saying it goes to the very top because Merrick Garland is the one who would have had to appoint a special counsel. It's been blindingly clear from the moment he got confirmed that the Biden Justice Department has a profound conflict of interest and can't ethically investigate the Biden son for conduct that Biden himself is implicated in. And that is as crystal clear and detailed a summation of the crooked dealings that apply to the Hunter Biden cases you will hear anywhere. But let's not end on that note. Let's end on the note of inspiration from the Navy SEAL, Drago, who, after all he did for us, indicates how much we should love our country. It is a great honor to be called American, and I, this is something that I cherish the most. And uh, it was an honor to share with you and other, my fellow SEALs. And uh, so I would say thank you for, for allowing me to come to this country and live as a free man. And that, that uh, thank you is for every American, every, every person here in America. I would say thank you. I will never forget that. Wow. Do we realize what we have? What we were lucky enough to be born into? Someone who was not born into it. 
but fought through all kinds of adversity to get it. He understands it. I hope we do too. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.